Hello everybody, welcome back to Mila Madness. I've been doing this video three times and it's trying to take me off a little bit, so sorry if my voice doesn't sound as happy. Um, welcome back to Mila Madness. I'm going to be telling you the story of Echo, uh, Valentine's Part 2 and 3. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello everyone, my name's Echo, and Tony's been in the hospital for six months, and many times I thought I lost him. So, I wouldn't got another boyfriend. Let me explain. It was a roller coaster of excitement and disappointment. His heart would beat. I would be happy. He would flatline. I would be worried sick. His heart would beat again. I'd be happy. Then flatline. And I'd be sad. One time he flatlined for a full two minutes. And I thought he was dead. Until the doctor said, right when we're about to pull the plug... His heart started beating again. I couldn't bear to lose Tony. So I went and got a new boyfriend. Kiwi. Kiwi wasn't that nice. He technically used me as a slave. I did the laundry. I cleaned the house. I did. The, I made food. I worked to supply food and stuff for both of us. I paid for all the dates. I took him everywhere and anywhere he wanted. And he didn't lift a finger to do anything except play video games and watch TV. And I just couldn't bear it. Finally, I just decided to go with it. Now, I saw Tony in the hospital and he asked me to marry him. He said, Echo, will you marry me? I said, Tony, I love you. But I can't. What? Why not? Because I'm obligated. I made a commitment to a fox known as Kiwi. I thought we lost you, but I can't go back on a promise. I promised him that I would see how our relationship worked. Go back. I love you, Tony. There'll always be a heart, place in my heart for you. But I think it's time that we move on. And I walked out of the hospital room. I heard him yell, Echo, wait! But I closed my ears, I shut my eyes, and kept walking. That wasn't a good idea to show my eyes. I ran into the wall. After I picked myself up off the ground, dusted me off, shook my head, and acted like it, I wasn't embarrassed. I walked out of the hospital. Now, Tony was released the next day. I wanted to tell him I loved him and that I would go back to him after I found out what a jerk Kiwi was. But I was on my morning job. I wore my pink tank top and my short shorts and my sneakers and my long socks. Not to mention a sweatband that looked very cute when I put it all over my forehead. And it covered my ears and it looked very cute. But I saw him flirting with Rika. And 
I, and I decided, no, I can't go back. He moved on. I should have thought better about this before I made such a rash decision. I was starting to do the bills and tax returns. That's when I heard Kiwi say, Make me a sandwich. Why was Kiwi there? Maybe I should explain. I didn't want to live next to Tony after we broke up. It would be too awkward and it'd be very weird to avoid him every chance I got. And I knew that if he went to my house to talk, I would let him in. And that we would both end up in a puddle of tears should the subject of our breakup come up. I wouldn't be able to bear it. So I said to Kiwi, can I move into your place? He happily obliged and said, yeah. And that's why he was there. And he repeated himself. Echo, sandwich, now. I said, I told you I'd do it and I would. But right now I really need to take care of these tax returns. Echo, I said, make me a sandwich. And I said, now. Echo said, be patient and I will. That's when Kiwi said, Echo, make me a sandwich now, you insolent little pup. And I said, well, if I'm insolent little pup, then you're nothing but a flea-bitten, low-breed chihuahua with rotten teeth and even rotten-smelling breath. That's when he slapped me across the face, turning the side of my face red. He picked me up and threw me on the ground. Then he took me outside in the streets when it was pouring down rain and began to beat me hard. My face was bloodied. My ears were ringing and I couldn't see that well. That's why I saw a kind of copper brownish, a light brown, not to mention silver like gray and white and little splotches of black that jumped over me and jumped on top of Kiwi, tackling him to the ground and then beating him. I smelled blood. It was Kiwi's blood, mixed with the scent of my blood that was starting to get into my nose. That's why I felt strong hands pick me up, where I put a towel over me to keep me nice and dry, or to help me dry. And then someone walked in the rain without their coat and took me to a house, laid me down in the guest room, or so I thought as a guest room made a little sense of another bed right beside it. And I saw whoever it was, a blurry someone sitting next to me. I knew the scent. It was a wolf, that much I know, but I couldn't tell much more than that because the scent of my own blood was overwhelming. I heard a voice 
say, which I couldn't really tell who it was because my ears were still ringing. It sounded kind of muffled and deep. Get some sleep. I'll wake you up in the morning. And so I did. Roughly translated, he said, Get some sleep. I'll wake you up in the morning. But in a muffled, kind of deep, distorted sound. I did as the figure asked and laid my head down and fell asleep. I woke up the next morning, finding that I was no longer covered in blood. The sheets were changed. I was in bed with my head resting on a nice clean pillow with a nice warm blanket over me and with a teddy bear at my side. I took a big whiff of the room and smelt the one that saved me, but I realized it wasn't just a wolf. It had the smell of my favorite scent, Tony. That's when I saw a figure sitting next to me. Now my eyes were all nice and I could see again. I turned around and saw Tony. Hey there, Echo. Finally wake up. Tony, I said, and I ran to I rolled over, sat up, and hugged him. Tony gently forced me back to lay down. He said, keep laying down. You still hurt. You gotta be in bedroom for just a little bit. In a week or so, you should be all better. We broke a few ribs. Luckily, I know a little about first aid, and I know how to fix your ribs. That's what that cast around your torso is for. I looked down. My chest and the bottom of my rib cage was all wrapped up. I looked at him and said, Thank you, Tony. I should be better soon. Thank you very much. And she said, Anything for you, Echo? I said, Tony, if you were to ask me to marry you again, I would gladly accept. He said, well, I will say this. This isn't the most romantic setting, but I will we'll give it a shot. He reached over and I found that he got a gorgeous diamond ring. He said, I start working a new job and uh, pays a lot of money. Um, so I got enough for a ring and I bought one. So, uh, Echo, will you marry me? Tony, I will. And we kissed. I heard church bells ringing and fireworks going off. And I whispered in his ears. I would have said yes four months ago. Heck, I said, I would have said yes without even hesitating on Valentine's Day. He smiled and said, well, it's a little late, but you know what they say, absence makes the heart? I interrupted and said, heart grows stronger. I heard that saying. We kissed again. And about a year or two later, 
ironically enough, on Valentine's Day. We got married. It was beautiful. We invited everyone. Rika, who ended up dating the jock. We invited everyone in town. Even the man who shot Tony, but we didn't question that too much. I just told Tony not to go too close to him and to not go keep alone with him. And unfortunately, we lost someone, not going to name who, because I don't know, brought Kiwi as her plus one. Didn't really matter. I mean, insult to injury. <laughs> now, he didn't cause much problems. In fact, he apologized profusely and said, Heck, oh, I'm sorry. I said, I accept. Just, just, just stay away from me for a little bit. And maybe one day, don't forget the whole thing. Now, that's all I'm going to type about the wedding for now. If you want to hear more about it, then keep a lookout for Echo's Wedding. Or it may be even called Wedding Disaster or Wedding Dilemma. I haven't decided yet, but if you happen to hear something like my name mixed in with Wedding, watch it. I'd be greatly appreciated. Well, I've been on here for a long time, so I think it's time I go. High five, everyone. And remember, Echo loves you. Thank you, everyone, for watching, or in this case, listening, to Echo's Valentine's Part 2 and 3. I was going to split this into three parts, like I did Tony's Valentine's, which you should watch, by the way. But I didn't. I'm sorry. I dedicate this episode to all the wonderful people who subscribe to my channel and listen. This wouldn't be possible without their support. I'll name a few of the people that I know personally that listen to my videos and support it. The one is Kevin Bryan. Luke Tolley. Brian, he's a high school leader. I know, not a high school, college leader. Um, I never said Kim Brian, did I? Yeah. Um, Jade. But Jade, that's um, that's my nickname for him. Short, short for Jaden. Troy Lindsay. And that's all I can remember right off the top of my head. Anyway. And if I'm missing any other names, I'm sorry, but I I thank you all who listen to my videos. You all are amazing, and I love you all so much. So, everyone, thank you so much for this video. If you liked it, punch the like button in the face like a boss. As always, high fives all around. Thank you so, 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 so much for watching this video, and I'll see you all next time. And next video! And as always, everyone, remember, look into the shadows. Because this world, it's a strange one. Thank you, everyone. And good night.